critical need to know information. That's what that's what Bert that's what Bert coughed out after what we assume was karate fighting <laughs> turkey dinosaurs. At least four. At least four of them. Well, uh, two of them that he probably fought. Okay, that's true. So what's our show called? Podcasting to Perfection. That's true. It is. And we are the best Tremors podcast. My name's Brad Breakfast. Who are you? Hannah Backwards. Hannah, who's our guest? We have Joe Vice joining us tonight. Yeah, our good friend Joe. Joe... You just sat and watched Tremors 2 with us. I sure did. Did you enjoy it? I really did. It was really hard to look away from the TV. Fantastic. And that was your first Tremors movie. It sure was. (laughs) Skipped Tremors 1 and went straight to Tremors 2. However, Brad did give me a a wonderful rundown of Tremors 1, so I didn't go into it completely blind. Oh, no, I couldn't have that. But... I'll make sure to send you home with Tremors 1 so you can watch it. I'm interested. Yeah. Yeah. You at least need to see that one if you don't continue on the series. I'm going to. Watch the first one. I'm going to have a hard time not watching the rest of these now. That was incredible. It was a train wreck (laughs) from start to finish, and I loved every second. Well, that is good to hear. Now, folks, you guys listened to our first episode. You're about to strap in and listen to our second episode. Hannah. What's something you wanted to talk about in regards to this episode? What really stuck out to you? Um, I honestly, in the beginning of the movie, we talked about how I was confusing a lot, like two, with probably the TV show we watched because we kind of watched them all in a in a very long series. But that's all we watched. We just went from one to the other to the other to the other to the other. And so watching the second one, I then realized exactly what it was. And I was excited for the evolution of the beasts. This is where we... This is the first evolution. Yes. Yeah. So we we didn't start... The first movie starts out kind of dry. You know, it's... Mm. There's... You don't really get to see that first monster for, what is it, like half an hour of the first movie? Right. They have a lot of buildup in the first a, one. A lot. There's no buildup in this first one. You start out with a guy... Uh, straddling a pipeline. Straddling a pipeline, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. And then dancing across barrels. Those barrels gave him no protection. Oh, none. N- none whatsoever. But what other choice did he have? Running on the ground. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I guess that's right. <laughs> yeah, Honestly, it probably wouldn't have made his... It would have been a straight shot and it would have gotten there faster. He would have He would have been lived. on solid ground. <laughs> But that's, that's, uh, so we, we take notes as we watch it, and that is our first note, is that there's a first kill. I mean, the first kill is within the first minute or two of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So it just starts out, and you're like, holy shit, this movie means business. <laughs> yeah. They didn't play on the second one. It really didn't. And then we see another monster. You remember what it was? No, actually, I don't. The ostrich. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck birds, man. Yeah, that's what you said. You were freaked out because of birds, and honestly, I am too, but I have to be strong because this is my apartment. Yeah, what no. if a bird gets in? They're they're just they're dinosaurs. That's all that they are. Well, that is absolutely what the movie wanted to show us. They wanted to show us... It, it is foreshadowing. That ostrich was foreshadowing... To the Shriekers. Yes. Oh, absolutely. It totally was. And that's beautiful to me. It's just fucking beautiful. No, that was awesome. I didn't even <laughs> think about it until you just said that. Yeah, so in this one is, I wouldn't say is more subtle about their uh, foreshadowing, but they still, in like the very beginning, they start to force, you know, give you this, just little images of what you could be facing until up until like you do eventually see it. But it's a fun ride. Well, they show us, they definitely show us the graboids, um, and it's, it honestly starts kind of sad because it's Earl, and Earl's life, at least he has a house, 
I'll say that. He's got an ostrich farm, and the ostriches won't do what he wants them, them to do, which is get busy. Which, yes. He had at least Make beer in more. his fridge. He did have, well, he always had beer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do have one question real uh-huh. quick. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, so, graboids, is it because it grabs people? Yeah, well, so, in the first movie, and that's a great question, um, one of the monsters... Uh, tongues grabs the <laughs> axle of a truck. <coughs> you, you mean the, the slimy penis tongue? The slimy yes. penis tongue, yeah. <laughs> and these are a lot bigger than on the Shriekers. The Shriekers, you really get to see them, and man, are they phallic. They're so phallic. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't hide that. No. Uh-uh. That's not hidden. They leaned in. Yeah, they leaned. Ugh. Honestly, it made me like it more. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, they I knew mean, their audience. Yeah, absolutely. It was weird, queer uh, kids watching sci-fi movies when they were homesick in, like, fourth grade. Because <laughs> it was me. Yeah, <laughs> you were that kid. I was definitely that kid. I'm so sorry to interrupt. That was just a question that I had about the names. No, no, that's a good question. Well, they gave, they, they couldn't decide on a name. It was kind of an argument. And then one of the characters uh, from the first movie, uh, Chang. Oh, they says, mentioned him. Okay. Yes, yeah. Uh, he gave gave them a name because they grabbed onto the truck graboids, mm-hmm. and it's wow. They really reached really far for that one. <laughs> right? It's it's kind of a silly thing in the first movie, and I love that it stuck. And like <laughs> it had to have it had to have stuck. Well, yeah, and so when we start the second movie, as far as Earl knows, there are no more. Yeah, they killed them all, but. We have a very good record of what Earl has done. Earl got to live as a hero for a very short period of time. Got a video game. There's still no fucking Tremors game. Yeah, there's no actual, like, nobody made a Tremors game, even though they made, like, seven movies. Which I'm surprised, because there's video games of things that have only have one movie. Yeah. I mean, and that that was such a big part of this movie. It's just, like, th- you must have gotten so many royalties off of that video game. And no one's made the video game? I feel like one of our listeners should totally do that. <laughs> I, do please. this. Please, for us. Yeah, we'll totally we'll play the shit out it. of that. Yes, absolutely. Now... They did mention that like two or three times for sure. Mm-hmm. And Earl is just getting more and more sick of hearing it. Because he I, got nothing from the royalties. Yeah, you mentioned he had a house, but it was really just a trailer. Well, it's it's a when you live out in the it desert. It was an abode. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you, you yeah, live but in like, something to like that. kind of gauge what he, like money wise, he didn't make any money off of this. Yeah, well, so and he says that. Yeah. They said, you probably got, was like, you probably got. Uh, paid well is whatever the line was. And he says, I should have got a lawyer. Yeah. And yeah. So that really sets it up for us. What's he do with the ostriches, though? Well, he's when he leaves. No, like what? What does an ostrich farmer do? Like Br- what breeds ostriches for meat and eggs? And they, they that sells well. Yeah. Ostrich meat sells really well. Yeah. And <laughs> eggs, too. Is it good? Yeah. It's it's really it's creamy. Big chicken. The eggs are richer, and you get a lot of. Not gonna lie, I'd try it. Is that bad? You can no. You can uh, have it at the state fair. They have ostrich burgers. I did mention and- to my guy that that was coming up. That we need to go eat some weird shit. So maybe we should go yeah. eat some weird shit. Yeah, it's. I think you could even get it in Tulsa at Harvard Meats if that's still around. You could get ostrich meat, and I think it's it is. it's just like you know ground chicken or any other. Um, poultry. It's just bigger. Anything that's like legal and ethical, I'd totally meat wise, I'd totally try. So yeah. I don't feel like ostrich would be a big reach. Definitely. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but they, they won't breed. So his life has pretty much just like slowed to a crawl. He's got nothing going on. And who shows up? I guess this super fan, his name is Grady. Grady. Oh, he was just the taxi driver. Well, he was. He was also a super fan. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know that... I feel like it's really serendipitous that the taxi driver was a super fan. Seemed opportunistic. Super yeah, opportunistic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely picking that up. But he showed up with... I wrote uh, Business Mexican <laughs> on our page. Um, because, honestly, he's he has very few lines. Um, he speaks 
he says a few things in Spanish, but his Spanish to me, as somebody who grew up in Houston, sounds like somebody who mostly speaks English. Yeah. Learn the lines for the movie. Yeah. That's what he did. Yeah. And, and he is really just there to look good in a suit. Um, but I love the character. Yeah, and, like, we never see him covered in dust like we usually do the characters. Like, he always stayed clean cut, and he wasn't in scenes for very long. He was just there to, like, be the contact to something. And this, the reason I've set it up this way is because the movie starts in Chiapas, Mexico. So he is, as far as a 90s movie goes, he's all you need to connect. (laughs) (laughs) To the entirety. Yeah, this person is just your conduit for Earl to get to Mexico. That's all it took for us. Wasn't his name Pedro, too? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure his name was Pedro. Yeah. He's a super minor character, but he's so important. So important. Oh, yeah, I loved him. He was great. Nowadays, we would need a lot more to set that up. But back then, our needs were, were so scant. We just needed... a. Kind of darker toned man in a suit who spoke a few lines of Spanish and not hard Spanish. No, this was stuff that like I mean everyday television shows. Vaya con Dios. Yeah, he said Vaya con Dios, and and like that. That was just on TV a lot back then. Yeah, that's, like, that's just the thing that people said back then uh, in popular culture. He could have picked that up anywhere. I mean, I'm sure Antonio Banderas was definitely acting during that time, but I bet he's <laughs> he said was busy. That. <laughs> I can already tell you he was busy. Let's look up who played Pedro. Uh, so I know his face. I do too. Um, I I definitely do know uh, other things he's in, and that's why it. Makes me laugh that he um, is playing this character because, oh no, is Pedro, Pedro is the uh, engineer. We're getting this wrong. Oh, is it? Uh, let's see, uh, cast. Please. Let's look. Th- we could have looked this up right before. I knew I knew the name. <laughs> we're we're bad at uh, our jobs, I guess. Well, the thing uh, is, Senor that Ortega is the, yes, yeah, that's Senor Ortega, Ortega. But- yeah. Marce, Marcelo Tubert. 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 Yeah. Okay. Um, the thing what? is, they got me really stoned before this. Uh, that's what we do. And yeah. I know it was incredible, and I asked for it, but <laughs> but it was hard for me to remember some of the details, and so I'm hoping that they'll fill me in on a lot of those. He's from Argentina. Uh, he's got a dope website i'm actually (laughs) looking at it i'll have to look at that later but let's keep going um so we mentioned we mentioned that anyway the the character is there to basically give some credibility to grady who then pitches the idea the taxi driver pitches the whole thing fifty thousand dollars per graboid and And was the one who convinced him to do it he did it didn't take that much convincing earl says no then Grady's like, I'm a big fan. Can I come in? Earl says, fine. He comes in. Earl drinks a little bit more of his beer and then is like, $50,000, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think he also kind of looked around where he was at and was like, you know, I could definitely like use the money. I mean, some furnishings would be nice. I could use $50,000. Little do we know. But uh, <laughs> so from there we go. Uh, well, we can't miss out on that fucking calendar. Oh no, no, that was great. I'm gonna be completely honest. This what that's what we do on this show. That calendar may very well have been my first encounter with pornography. Oh, as really? A child. <laughs> because it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't enough to not be on Sci-Fi Channel. Right. It wouldn't have been censored out that I remember. Because I remember specifically seeing that image. Maybe I caught it on one of the movie channels. Um, I definitely did rent the movie a lot as a kid. But I remember specifically that woman, that pose, 
uh, it was jarring. Because like, why why would he have this? Well, and the, did we didn't really get a taste of that in the other one. We kind of did when Val had all the like the lady up above yeah. the visor, but like it wasn't a singular person. Like I don't know, it was just a different feeling. All of a sudden, we're like, ah, boobs, yeah, <laughs> boobs, yeah, and. It's, I'm still like that today, though. I mean, ah, yes. boobs. It always gets my attention. It should have should have clicked then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it should have clicked. So we see her. It's Miss October 1974. She's pinned up on the wall. That's important. We'll remember why later. Well, yeah, the Grady um, ends up mentioning something like, you know, oh, mentioned something about the counter, and he goes, yeah, I keep it up there. Let me see if I can find the quote to, to like, you know, make, give me a reality check. Like, I'm never going to achieve this. I'm never going to get Appreciate her. the un- 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 unobtainable. Yeah. It was something along the lines. Let me see if I can find it. Okay. Um, okay. Well, so something we see almost immediately after that. They're in the truck. They're headed to Mexico. What do they do? Well, they ran out of soda. They have one soda left. <laughs> Oh, God. Rock, paper, scissors. But it wasn't rock, paper, scissors. It was scissors, rock, paper. Yeah. Which <laughs> is nails yeah. on a chalkboard to all of us. I hate it so We're much. We're all neurodivergent. <laughs> it doesn't roll off the tongue. It really doesn't. But I love it because it's actually a holdover from the first movie. You'll ah. get to see it. Uh, they play a lot of rock, paper, scissors. Um Hen, are you coming up with that quote? We'll see if we can find it yeah, and edit we'll it in. If we something. can't, we can't. But uh, yeah, so they play they play rock paper scissors. Grady is the only person on earth who has never played rock paper scissors and like doesn't <laughs> seem to understand it. Like, Does not understand it. It was just bl- lots of blinking. He just lo- lots of blinking. <laughs> yeah. Huh? What? Yeah. He puts up his hand like he knows what to do, and then. It's paper. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, honestly, it feels that felt more forced than just about anything in this movie. And this movie has some holes. There were some holes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think they wanted to tie that into because of the, the first one. I'm glad that they did because it kind of ties at least the first two together because Earl and Val used to play rock, paper, scissors to determine what chores they were going to do and or, then like, who ran the errands. Make breakfast. Yeah. And then rock, paper, scissors, punch. Am I remembering that correctly? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I've played rock, paper, scissors, slap, so I appreciate it. <laughs> I always lose for some reason. I can't imagine can't why. Imagine. Uh, but, yeah, so that's just more continuity from the first movie i fucking love it um and honestly he's gonna not he's gonna need to not understand rock paper scissors and we'll we'll explain why in a little bit yeah and so they agree to go so we're we see them now traveling down to the location that they agreed upon they get there pretty quickly yeah it was like it's like one 30 second scene (laughs) hey we're here but they get, so they, they get on down to the, it's a, it's a refinery. It's a refinery. It's like a drilling site and refine. I don't think it's actually a drilling site. I think I just have that in my head. I think you're right. It's just a refinery because they've got an engineer on staff. They have um, pipes. That is Pedro. Yeah. Yes. That was Pedro. Okay. Yes. Uh, but also a researcher. They do have a researcher. Did they explain that? I don't think was so. Was he the one they that got just eaten there? Up? No, no, she. That was Kate. Uh, yeah, Kate oh, yeah, was her. the researcher. Okay, like, yeah. They never really explained why she was there, just that this was a location. Yeah, but more continuity from the first movie. This scientist knows every science. Yes, it's the sexy lady scientist. Yes, she is. I actually wrote sexy lady scientist <laughs> on the notes. And she is definitely that. She's gorgeous. She's a little, she's maybe in her 40s. She's yeah. quirky. Yeah, she's definitely, well, it's not like the young, sexy scientist that you, like we had in the, the first With one. With Rhonda. Yeah, this was, she was definitely a more mature yeah. lady. But still. Ooh, a mature lady. <laughs> and so we get to see Earl checking out her butt. <laughs> and then Joe, what happened next? 
It shows her checking out his butt, and it made me so happy that <laughs> right. they had both. Yeah, well, because I cringed a little bit when they showed him checking out her butt. I, I won't lie, I cringed a little bit, and I was just like, "Ugh, of course, you know, of course they have this." And then the next scene, it shows her checking him out, and it pans into his ass, and I was just like, "Oh my god, this is the representation. This is it." Because I, I check out butts too. I'm not gonna lie. We all do. Their butts are good, y'all. And it was like from the beginning, obviously mutual. Not like he was trying to like impress her at yeah, all. Yeah, he didn't it have was, to win her over. Yes, she was already they both won liked over. Liked each other. Yeah, and it was great. So we see. Actually, no. After that, um, it cut. They cut the tension with a little, uh, a little comedy. Grady runs in with the chain. Oh <laughs> yeah. And just ruins everything. He's so perfect. Clanging around, too. Like, I just imagine he's bringing Gravelwoods into the center of where these people are because he's dragging it. Oh, yeah. He's ridiculous. Well, I feel like they couldn't outright say it, but he came in with a chain with like six or seven empty beer cans attached, (laughs) and he's yelling, I drank to these so we can go out and clang them. (laughs) I didn't get that. Well, I, I just felt like. Eh, that honestly, it, it would have made said. it better. But that would have been way better. Oh, they were bells. They were cowbells, weren't they? And like chains. No, they were. They were beer cans. Were they really? Yeah, they were just empty beer cans. Oh, that would make sense. And then. like attached to the chain with a uh, fine string, because yeah. you see them kind of trailing off the chain. It's very, very <laughs> it's well so done. <laughs> I love him. I really love the comic relief that he brings. Yeah, right after that, he looks at the. Uh, he looks at Pedro and says. Moonstro. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like we I forgot about We all that. were like, wait, no. <laughs> yeah, we're like, that, that can't be right. It's monstruo. It's, monstruo. it's M-O-N-S-T-R-U-O. <laughs> it is not Moonstro. <laughs> like <laughs> He tried. The attempt was made. The attempt was made. Pedro appreciates it. Did he though? He 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 went. He kind of just recognized. It, he went ah, and then <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Next thing we know, Earl and Grady are out there with a remote control car. Yeah, we see the remote, and then we get to see the car. We get to see a truck coming, you know, to the camera, but you can tell that it's a little off. And then it pans away, and it's a remote control car. It like was it's awesome. perspective, like as if it's this massive truck. And I was pan away. <laughs> <laughs> it was Thor. Yeah. It, and that makes this a Marvel movie. It does. <laughs> and then uh, uh, Graboid eats it. Um, they grab the control panel and blow it up. More tomato soup. We get to enjoy that. We counted it, didn't we? Yeah. How many times did we get? So on their first day, they show a, tw- a total of like 12 explosions. I think you counted 11 and then they claimed there were 12. Yes, due to what they said they were getting paid. Yes, yeah. So they said they were getting 300000 each. Uh-huh. And then they're just, you know, more of that. There's, there's quite a bit. It's kind of a little montage of them blowing up monsters it's great. It's like a cat and mouse game. They're sitting and waiting, waiting for the Graboids to come to them. Then they lure the Graboids to eat the RC car. So there's also a lot of downtime. Absolutely. And then they kind of slow down and they're eating and they're listening to Travis goddamn Tritt. <laughs> it was Travis Tritt. It was definitely. Tr- I said, is this Travis Tritt in my head? Because Travis Tritt was huge at the time. And I remember... I still to this day, there's this statue of Jesus and it's like, it's like a short, a little pudgier Jesus. Okay. It's like kind of cartoony, dead on Travis Tritt. <laughs> where? Cartoony Jesus looks like Travis Tritt. Gotcha. Uh, I'll have to show you. Okay. Um, I don't know where it is. It's, it's uh, similarly styled to the giant Jesus in Brazil. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah, but it's much smaller than that. And he just, it looks like somebody has a statue of Travis Tritt, which would, is honestly way cooler to me. Right. I'd rather, and I don't even know who he is. <laughs> Country music Country, yeah. superstar. Again, definitely wouldn't know who he is then. <laughs> but they, they play that one song, um, and then 
the radio disappears. They realize they left it on the ground. That's super important. Yeah, so you think, oh, well, there goes your radio, and then, but it doesn't eat them either. It doesn't take that opportunity to eat them. It eats, it eats the radio, and then starts to go off, and you notice the Graboids leaving because the music starts to fade. Dun, dun, dun. And then, <laughs> Grady, what did Grady go out to do? He, like, ran out, oh, he went, went to umbrella. get his umbrella, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. of the guts. And <laughs> Earl says, Grady, get back in the truck, but it's not like super urgent. And then you hear that same song by Travis Tritt, which to me says that there is a Mexican country music radio station <laughs> that only plays one song by Travis Tritt over and over and over again. Uh, yes. Which I guess could yes. it could be a thing. There was a radio station in Florida that was getting shut down or getting like... They were changing formats. That's right. And yeah. so the guy played the same song over and over and over for like hours and hours and hours and hours. It, so it happens. It happens. Um, it, it happens every <laughs> once in a while when a station has to change formats, they'll play the same song. It's not really like even a protest. Somebody explained it to me. It's oh. just something they do while they switch over... All the the way that I read it, the guy was like protesting something, like they were shutting the radio station down. I think they gave or, it a lot more credit. I, oh. I think he just left the song on repeat. I like the situation less now. <laughs> I like the thought of it being someone sticking it to the man. But well, here's why it's funny to me: when I was about oh, four or five years old, probably, I loved a song called "Honky Tonk Rainbow." Oh Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Yes. Honky Tonk Rainbow is by Alan Jackson, and Do you know who that no, is? it's Neon Rainbow. Is is it Neon Rainbow? I fuck it's, if I know. Yeah, chasing you're, that. You're asking the wrong people. Or, yeah, chasing that Neon Rainbow, living that honky tonk dream. There it is. There it, it just is. fucking came to you. Yeah. So impressive. We were driving to a, a family reunion, which was an hour two away some i mean it it was a long drive for four-year-old me we managed to find a radio station that was playing neon rainbow over and over and over again and it was the only thing that kept me focused (laughs) and not like trying to crawl out of the car which is something that i did because outside (laughs) right my Not mic. being strapped inside. I have a five-year-old son who is very, very, very similar to that, so I totally understand. Yeah, yeah. It, you got one song, that's all you need. Just <laughs> sing that song over and over and over again. You're, you're good, you'll get there. The whole time. Yeah, that's what he does. Yeah, that's the true. same song over and over and over again. Right now it's one line to an Imagine Dragon song. Just one line <laughs> over and over and over again doing... Uh, it's, I wake up and I hear it. It's like, he's not even at my apartment. I wake up and I hear it. It's like, it's ingrained in my, in my psyche now. That <sighs> one line from an Imagine Dragon song. Imagine Dragon. I can't imagine. I mean, if it was Alan Jackson, imagine. I can, I can do that. <sighs> it's, I, I can't imagine dragons. <laughs> gotta please, gotta please the tiny beastie. Okay. So... <laughs> Grady's out in the field. He's getting his umbrella. We hear Travis Trick coming back. And, of course, Earl's like, get back in the truck now. And Grady does. And he meanders back to the truck. Yeah, he, he does. But there's a sense of urgency. It's like Grady urgency. Mm. Yeah, I mean, especially after the graboid comes out of the ground, he, he de- then decides to turn around and start running towards yeah, the truck. Yeah, I feel he like pops he could have shimmied a little faster. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he he came. That graboid just came out of the ground just to like assert dominance. Yeah, that was it. Showing its balls, basically. Yeah. I'm tired of this song. Can somebody Please. come get this out of my body right now? Kill me. Yes. Uh, I don't blame it. Well, but I don't either. He, the graboid sees there's nobody to, to bite at that point. So goes back into the ground with the truck chain. The chain from earlier. <laughs> the chain of beers. 
and the chain of cock blocking. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. There was some mega flirts going, going on. He ruined it. <laughs> he did. He did. And this is this is a scene that really made me mad because as it's pulling the truck away, Grady starts shooting at it. <laughs> yeah, while it's completely underground with an M16. <laughs> like a 5.56 NATO round is going to do jack shit to a Precambrian dinosaur worm. Oh, that's what you were bitching about then. I, I was, was yeah. so focused on the like, movie. I heard you bitching about anything. something and I couldn't figure out what you were talking about. It's It, it it's made me the mad. accuracy of this movie. What we, they made a point to let us know that regular firearms weren't going to get through to the worms. They did. Like, it was, like, pounded into the storyline. They did. And <coughs> so that's when we see there are all these... There's a lot more graboids. This is their we're going to need a bigger boat moment. Yes. <laughs> That's definitely what it was. Yeah. And the bigger boat's name is actually Bert. Welcome it back, Bert. And enter motherfucking Bert Gummer. <laughs> Bert, who is... I love Bert. Bert's a, he's the best character. He stays with every movie. He, he actually directs that, that fella directed some of the later movies. Did he really? Oh, yes, yeah. he did. He is a mainstay. Everybody loves Bert. Bert's kind of sad. Bert's living alone now. Heather's gone. Yeah, it pans to him eating junk food, watching a war documentary, I'm assuming, with, you know, his guns all on the wall. And, you know, he's obviously not doing as well as he used to. He's got the graboid head on the wall. I was so confused. I was yeah. just like, what the fuck am I seeing right now? He killed it in the last movie. Got it. It's his yeah. trophy. I mean, I, he needed one. He deserved one. He did. Yeah. He did. Oh, yeah. And then, basically, there's a little bit of chit-chat. Earl realizes Bert's sad. You could see it in their eyes. It's kind of an unspoken thing. Bert's on his way to Mexico. Yeah. It's it's not an argument. It's not a debate. It's, yeah, I'm down. Yeah, it's hey. He just said graboids, and the next thing we see is him traveling. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get to see sexy science lady uh, with a fossil. Yes. And they f- figure out that these graboids have been around since the earliest animals I think that's what she says. Yeah. It's like uh, basically the stage right after the single cell organisms. Yeah. And then Bert shows up. Bert's got a truck of Mexican army surplus. Which is great. Yeah. It's amazing. He triggers the seismographs, which they still bring in into the second one. And they all think it's a graboid. And then it gets closer. Like, nope, that ain't no graboid. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Just Bert. Yeah. Motherfucking Bert. And a deuce and a half. That's the big truck is called a deuce and a half. It's a fun truck. Uh, fun fact, if I remember correctly, they can run on any combustible fuel. So, like, just motor oil. You can dump motor oil in there. It'll run. That's cool. They're, they're super cool. Uh, Bert does let everybody know Heather's gone for good. Heather, Heather had enough. Reba. Reba, indeed. And the the tell of that was he said he told, um, excuse me, Bert told Earl that she asked for the HK ninety one back, and yeah. that's when he knew it was over, over. And it was, and we actually we looked up the HK ninety one. That is a it's a really rare, older assault weapon. Um, it's like pre ban. Uh, so certain ones in certain condition can go for like $10,000. Um, even like some of the more common versions are like $3,000 and that's probably a few years old. So, you know, maybe double that. That's a crazy expensive rifle that meant a lot to Heather. Yeah. And it meant a lot to Bert. It meant a lot to Bert in a lot of ways. So... Then they introduce us to the MREs, 
that'll be important later. Um, Bert has 120 pounds of meals ready to eat. Have y'all eaten those before? I have, yeah. yeah. It's not bad, actually. It depends on which one you it's get. It's food. It's I've, I've had some that were not great, but I've had some that, like, just add a little salt and pepper, and you're good to go. Yes, and the hot sauce is important. Um, oh, the yeah. Chili Mac is the one everybody likes, but there are some that are absolutely inedible. I had a spaghetti one that was pretty good. Yeah, spaghetti is yeah. always, yeah, for or sure. Raviolis. Um, then we get another cool little montage. Well, it's not a montage. It's just Bert killing another Graboid, and he's got his remote control tank. Oh, it was so cute. Yeah, like you see the difference in like their arsenals when Bert is definitely prepared. Yeah, and Bert's filming. We don't really know why, but we'll learn in a later movie, I think. Yeah. But it's kind of like, it's kind of a hunting show. Right. And he's kind of documenting where he is, what he's doing. Um, it's, it's just an interesting point of view. And then again, this movie is great at foreshadowing and they'll give you little hints that you won't find out until much later. Um, so they... Find, or I guess Earl and Grady find a graboid that just passes right by them. It doesn't bother them, and they're like, well, that's weird behavior. Grady's like, let's follow it. So, of course, since they have nothing else to do, they decide to follow this graboid. And this is that very first look of them actually going out and pursuing or following a graboid. They're always set out to kill it. Um, so then... They, of course, get led into a trap because we are always being told that they are very smart creatures. They learn. They, you know, try to disable to try to eat. So, I mean, they're they're doing what their instincts are, but they're still pretty smart. They crash the truck. Yeah. So they get led into a trap. Um, then. Let's see. The Graboid is sick. Yes. So in the trap, they hear one just basically crying. I mean, it's wailing. Yes, it's a way different sound than the screaming we hear before. And then it doesn't move. Grady goes and slaps it (laughs) after they find that like it's not going to eat them. And so because the truck is now broken though due to the trap, they have to wait for Pedro to come get them. Yes, they they radio for help for Pedro to come get them. And they're told it'll be a couple hours, and now we have the scene where they're waiting for Pedro to show up. So, middle of the night, the Graboid starts, I mean, wailing, and wailing louder than we had ever seen, and it was constant screaming. They look up over, and they slowly approach the beast, and they find out that the beast has, looks to have exploded from within. Well, it looked like a giant chunk was taken out of from what I saw. Yes. yes. So to me, it, it reminded me of uh, like when whales yeah. wash up on a beach and then Same. they blow them up. Yes. And there's, yeah, it's just, it's just nasty. Guts and all you see is like the rib cage and the innards. Viscera. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's, just, it's gross. just gross. There's no organs or anything on the inside. I guess upon closer inspection, nothing exploded from it per se, but... Definitely something, well, at least something came out of it. No, nothing bit it from the outside. Yes. It is what they surmise. So if something came from the inside. Yes. They're still not sure what, but along the uh, horizon, they see the car that Pedro, that is Pedro's car approaching them. All of a sudden it stops. They don't know why. They wait a while. They decide to go and investigate after some time. Um, after what they thought was a very long pee. And then they approach the truck and they see the engine has been, looked like it's been ripped out. It's definitely been eaten. Yeah, there's no signs of life. It's just, it's just the truck is disabled now. They're carrying all of their gear. No graboids on the seismometer. That's pretty, and that's pretty crazy. It's the first time we've seen that, you know, if they're on the ground, there are graboids near. Mm -hmm. So, okay, let's see where we're at. Uh, Yeah, well, this is just the big, the big reveal of this movie. 
So we thought, starting out, that the reveal wasn't going to come until later. Yes. But it does. We already knew about Graboids. That wasn't anything new. No, what do we get? We get the next evolution. We get Shriekers. So we now have Shriekers. And these are... Um, I think it's important to notice that they, they're kind of like uh, skeletal looking. They have very, what looks like little skin. It's like more membrane and skull. Um, yeah. They have no eyes. They have a head radar thing that pops out and it looks like their brain is exposed. It's real interesting. And then we always notice that they're in packs. They aren't just single beings. There's If there's one, there's more. And then... We get back to the warehouse with Kate, and she's not able to get a hold of anybody. The radios are not working. And Julio comes up behind her and actually scares her, but is just like, oh, it's okay, I'm fine. Have you noticed the radios are down? Um, they finish the conversation, and mid-conversation before he comes inside, unfortunately, he Julio starts to scream again and grabs Kate like he scared her before, but this time it's actually a shrieker who is eating him. So yeah. now we, we, I mean, he like, he pops in and then unfortunately he dies very soon. What after. did you think about that, Joe? Oh, it was great. Yeah. No, it terrified me actually. Um, <laughs> it's like you looked at it. It looks like he doesn't have a leg anymore. And it was very not bloody, which was surprising. It was surprising how little they did with the blood for the humans. Um, we saw a lot of um, the, Graboid blood, well, not really blood. It's orange pieces. Yeah, yeah it's canned pieces, pumpkin. But it really wasn't as bad as I expected it to be. I knew that we were going to see some stuff like that. And um, as someone who doesn't like scary movies, this wasn't one that I feel like I'm having any issue with at all. So it was fine. I'm not big on horror either, mm. and and I love the Tremors series. So it, it like I I don't care. I don't want to be scared, and I definitely don't want cheap shots. And this movie doesn't do that to me. Yeah, and if you haven't seen any of them and are curious into, but like that, don't like scary movies. These aren't scary movies per se. They still kind of go along the lines of those old monster movies where they're not gory. They're just kind of big monster films and a lot of fun jokes. Yes, like when oh the corniness. Bert pulls up real soon. <laughs> and what does he say? I have been denied critical need-to-know information. <laughs> He's got the outline of some goggles on his face. It's real silly. And then he says he had to fight them off. And it, it, to me, he sounds like he sounds like Dale Gribble. Yes. <laughs> I had to fight them off with a combination of small arms fire and hand-to-hand combat techniques. Yeah. Yes. And pulls oh his God. guns out and he's he has no ammo left. He's and he's he distraught. Yeah, he says he's ro- he's rolled over a couple of them. He has one. Yes. Well, and he make a note on make a note on the ammo. He did say like he had he has never run out of ammo in his life yeah. before. So that's big because we know him as a huge prepper and he makes his own and everything. So that's the shenanigans they were in. He yes. ran out of fucking ammo. Yes. <laughs> yeah. With all that ammo he had. Well, it, he even managed to catch one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he caught a live one that was unconscious, um, and then he drives the truck into. Uh, just another warehouse. There's a lot of warehouses it, in this. So it I don't is, really know what I to think call it's them. the main warehouse where he drives it into. Yeah. So he basically goes in the garage, and so they get it and they get the one that he captured inside. But then one comes out of the undercarriage of his truck, so and it finds a half-eaten MRE. Dun dun dun. <laughs> yeah. Now, they're dealing with the live one on the inside of the building. Um, but in the warehouse, there's another live one eating an MRE. What do we find out when they're dealing with that live one on the inside? So they are unaware of the one that is now consuming uh, 120 pounds of MREs. And so they experiment. They use it. They try to figure out how it can see your sense because obviously it's different from the Graboids before. So they use a broom. There's no reaction. They put their hand up. 
And then we get a reaction from the Shrieker. They find out, oh, he only sees infrared or they only see infrared. And so they use that head radar thing that pops open to see. So that's their main source. Otherwise, they are blind. They can't hear and they can't see. Yeah. So inside, they also feed it an MRE. And yeah, feed Im- the dangerous creature. That's great. Well, I think it's it, you know they cared for it. It's it's still kind of a pet. No, they technically <laughs> needed it alive though. Yeah, they're because try- they're <laughs> so trying to get that big bounty. Protect the asset. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I still feel like it was silly. Well, it These gets shriekers kill people. It gets sick. Sort of. Sort of. You start to see it puke and like, you know, when a cat has a hairball? It looks That's exactly a lot like what that. it looks yeah. like. So sound, the the look of it, and then you see this, what looks like a hairball come out of the mouth. And now the hairball is slowly getting bigger and it's another one. It was, yeah, and it was a little tiny one. And Kate it says, so cute. oh, this line, she says, uh, uh hermaphrodite oh yeah no it's not it's asexual she even said she she defines it right after she She's does like, it it just reproduces spontaneously we never see this in the in the larger i think larger animals yeah. i think that's what she says uh and that's just asexuality. That's it reproduces asexually. We don't know what kind of parts it has, Kate. That <laughs> yeah, was a lot like, of assumptions, Kate. That was a lot of assumptions. Did you just assume it's gender, Kate? Um, and so <laughs> Sorry. Uh no, you're fine. After the cage, they see it, all of a sudden tons of shriekers are now coming through the windows of the garage. Of the one that was eating the MRE. So now they have noticed, once they find out it can replicate just by eating and consuming a certain amount of calories, there goes the garage busting alive with shriekers. So now they have to get out. They um, they know of a car. Kate tells them to go there. On their way to the vehicle, they run into a, a shrieker. That's the only shrieker that is in the path to this vehicle to escape. And, of course, Bert has one bullet left in his gun. And I can't remember what his gun was. But it, was it was the elephant. It was like the game gun. No, it was, it was his t- It was his backup gun. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it was. It's actually it's a grizzly that's single shot 50 BMG. <laughs> Good. That's a uh, Browning machine gun. Um, Correct. He says that it's uh, from World War One. But at, that is also not true. And look, I'm just going to I'm going to go ahead and drop this all here. <laughs> Do it. This is my time. Do it, Brad. We're doing this. Uh, first of all, that gun wasn't brought into service until 1921 or that round. And that bullet was an anti-tank rifle or anti-tank round or similar. It was just made out of cast bronze. And mm, no, 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 no. And it definitely wouldn't have gone, like, five miles, <laughs> which is yeah. what the, it wouldn't do that to the truck and the shrieker and all that wood and, and keep going. Yeah. No, through the transmission case? Bullshit. <laughs> and here's another thing. They're in the Mexican desert. So you're telling me they've got these graboids that are asexual. <laughs> And they just reproduce. Well, we don't even know when the graboids reproduce. It just seems like it. two of them happens on the same night. So it's pretty common. It said, I mean, it said yeah. when they ate, when they ate enough food, that's when the, it happened. That's the shriekers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, we graboids. Don't, we don't know actually what. They no. don't because they can't. They can't. How long have these things been around? Since the Precambrian era? Yeah. So they just come around every once in a while or have they always been around? Have they always have have we just been ignoring the cries out of Mexico? I mean, there's a reason there's I mean, only 13 yes. people in that town, right? We have. Oh, no, that was in the first movie. That was one. the first movie. First movie. Yeah, we don't even see the townspeople in Chiapas. There's a reason they're all dead. Must be. Yeah. Well, it, so these things just sort of beach themselves and then <laughs> out come <Explode>. turkey <laughs> dinosaurs <laughs> that then find any food at all, including... Toilet paper. Well, yeah, they. 
is known for not being a food. Fiber. It is. I guess it is fiber. But then they just hack up a baby. (laughs) (laughs) That is exactly what they did, though. That's exactly what happened. They fed it a brown lump because the MREs are supposed to be like prepared. You don't just eat it out of foil. It's not just that. That's more like one of those protein bars. That's like, you know, 2000 calories for the entire day. And they're super hard to eat. And it comes with like. It doesn't come with toilet paper because you're not pooping. Yeah, no, you're not pooping at all. Yeah, until you get out of the desert. And <laughs> yeah, I you know, it's it's just my thing about this movie. People like to tell me that the second movie is their favorite. And I am saying no. What was your favorite? My favorite is one. Yeah. One and then like eight. No, seven. I mean... <laughs> The later ones are actually really good yeah. in the best way that they can be. There is no eight. Eight was something that I dreamed. <laughs> but hopefully we will get funding for that. It's really good. The Graboids are dimensional in this one. Ooh. Yeah. That'll they be can exciting. phase in and out of reality. <laughs> um, I would like to put in my headshot to be a screamer. Or a whaler? What are they called? Screamer? Shrieker. Shrieker. God damn. They're so, same word. No, you're going like to be sexy science lady. But, yeah, but I, I want to scream. You can scream. You can scream. You will scream. Okay, deal. <laughs> yeah. As long as I get a chance to scream, I'll be oh, good. Oh, yeah. So it's funny. Uh, I wrote down specifically that what a line that Earl says to Bert because... To me, it hinted at a future, but I don't know if it was specifically meant to that, but you smoked his ass. Yeah, well, so there were two of these. There was that one, and then Mm. there was when they were trying to find the word metamorphosis. Yeah. When the big graboid was just beached and there was a hole, and he was like, and just like uh, a caterpillar, and then a butterfly comes out, and that's not going to be a butterfly. It's technically... A butt flyer. (laughs) That's the next movie. And I'm not really giving anything away. um, Because, come on, if you're listening to this, you've you've watched the movies. But I also don't want this to be too dry, and I want to connect some dots for you. So, So, yeah, definitely that one. You smoked his ass, but then butt flyer. To me, that's all. That's the biggest one. Yeah. Because... That happens. That that happens yeah. literally next time. Um, so they basically get caught in uh, another building. They're just trying to get out of this town. So to because they see heat, Earl had the bright idea to heat up some clothing and put it on a clothesline so they then can escape throughout the other door. He thinks on his feet. Yeah, he's very adaptable. Well, this Joe... This is what wins over Kate, right? Yeah, it sure is. Between that and then hiding behind the doors to get between one building, from one building to the other. Her pants didn't come off in this movie, but that scene might as well have. Might as well have. She I saw those said eyes. It. We yeah. definitely get to see nipple later, though, so. Well, oh, yeah, d- laying on her back on the roof? Yeah, she just, did. she, she had a bra on Before. earlier, I, I felt like. I can't. Honest, I honestly wasn't paying attention, which is weird for me. I wasn't paying attention until y'all said something. That was yeah, the no, first I, time I, I even looked at the titties. I it definitely was, noticed bra before. Well, it, I'm just saying she had to have been. There was a lot of running. She needed that support. And then she's just laying on her back, and mm-hmm. she has somehow discarded her bra. <laughs> Slipped it They're discreetly in her back pocket. Yeah, because that's something that you can do. When you're she running can. from monsters. <laughs> um, so they all get up on a water tower of some kind, some kind of building. I think Almost they, all I of think them. I think they were st- uh, oil storage tanks. Oil Almost storage. all of them. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Because Bert's stuck in, in the... In a little scoot bucket thing. Yeah, on a in the bucket. Tr- little track tractor thingy. Yeah. And well... <laughs> That's when we see those penis tongues. Oh, God. It the was slimy so, they, penis there was tongues. There sticky slime coming off of them. It was just, it was not, it was not good. If, no, all I'm saying is that exact scene, you could replace Bert with a pixelated cartoon lady, and that is Japanese porn. 
But I feel like the, it would be blurred, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yes, Just the la- the but... lady is like all blurry. Oh, but wouldn't the penises be blurred then? Well, no, they don't have to because they're not actually penises. Oh. They're they're more like like tentacles. tentacles. <laughs> that's why tentacle stuff exists. Again, I'm not sad about it. <laughs> no, it's it's. Let me just say, and this is a callback to another series we love. I hope this doesn't awaken anything in me. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's it's go on. not Pokemon. On. You're not supposed to c- collect all the kinks. <laughs> <laughs> so Kate says, well, the guys are freaking out. Like, what are we going to do? We don't have a car. We're stuck. Kate says, they haven't heard from us. Let's just wait. Um, then we get into a montage of scenes where they're just kind of killing time. You see Kate and Earl start to flirt. Um, and, uh, you reveal that she was the playmate. Yeah. So they talk about how they should start dating and then the calendar comes back in to effect. No, she said she was a model. Oh yeah. She was a playmate and her parents would have killed her for it. And he goes, October 74. Yeah. He, and she liked that. She did the pose. Yeah. Yeah. She perked up and then did the pose, and she's like, yeah, was. Yeah, she (laughs) took credit for that, like somebody who hasn't been getting called out for that for 20 years. Like, she's not in a a position right now for her intelligence. Like that. She's been the smartest character, and I'm even letting the hermaphrodite thing slide. Yeah. But she... She's just like, yeah, how were you the first person to guess that? (laughs) But, like, can't be. Can't be. (laughs) (laughs) There's no way. No way at all. Um, So we see the uh, Shriekers stack up. They they start to do that cool little cheerleader thing. Yeah, they start to pyramid up. They do. They, they're like raptors, but cheerleader raptors. Clever girls. <laughs> cheerleader yeah. raptors. And they they're on each other's backs. They're getting up to to Earl and to Grady and to Kate. Um, Bert, always the hero, sees the reflection in his knife. Because <laughs> he can't move from the bucket at that time. Explodes out of that bucket and says, "Here, you suckers." <laughs> Something about, like, fuck around and find out. Something like that. Was it Here You Suckers? It was Here You Suckers. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And then he runs and gets them trapped in the warehouse where his truck is. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, it got everything in one place. I will admit it's convenient. It is. And then uh, Earl calls them plug uglies. (laughs) And that's when we decided that everyone in this movie talks like they're uh, from the 1920s. Oh, there were so many moments. I was just like, nobody talks like nobody that. Talks. <laughs> nobody talks. You, you said that. it early on in the movie. Yeah. Stack of Bibles. Yes. He was talking about, like, are you being honest with me? And Grady said, stack of Bibles. Nobody says that, y'all. Nobody. Nobody. Ever, no. Nobody will ever say that. I probably said it as a kid, and I learned it from Grady. Yeah, he said it's his fault. Yeah. So Earl's like, okay, well, I have a plan due to their... Well, the, in the warehouse yeah, is a whole bunch of food. It's and candy. explosives. And explosives in the truck. But it the truck is full of rice flour and candy. I don't know why those things are in a warehouse Specific. at an oil refinery. <laughs> but there is a big sign that says no smoking. And it's just a picture of a cigarette. On that the, is weird on yeah. the side of that building. Yeah, well, which you wouldn't you would want around that much rice flour. <laughs> if you've ever seen a grain silo explode, no, it's brutal. We'll watch it later. Okay, that'll be fun. <laughs> but they decide they have to get to the Shriekers, and they gotta kill them before the Shriekers uh, multiply slash escape the building. Yeah, times yeah. a million. Times a million, literally, because there's like almost an infinite amount of food in there for them. Uh, so they decide that this plan is is going to be foolproof, and they get well. Earl volunteers because Earl has to impress the lady. That is so important in this movie because that's the only romantic subplot in this movie. Uh, 
you know, everybody else is is either alone or alone and sad. Yeah. But they have each other. So they are going to spray him with a fire extinguisher. And look, I am definitely saying that that CO2 won't last that long. I've sprayed it on my hand. It hurts like a bitch. I'll tell you that. Uh, it is very cold. It goes away very quickly. It's, and I can't imagine doing it in the Mexican desert. <laughs> imagine it goes away even quicker. But they do, you know, for the movie, they spray them down. It looks like white paint. Um, I'm going to guess it was white paint. <laughs> it could have It could have been CO2 that they just kept reapplying because it does sort of flake off when he's in the... Yeah, yeah it's like in the warehouse. Pieces but are like of the, snow that, that they packed on him that fell shit off. That yeah. Can, yeah. But he goes into uh into the warehouse and those shriekers can't see him. Oh, thank the Lord. Saints preserve us. <laughs> Hannah does hate when I do that. Oh, uh, I love it. It makes me so happy. But uh they can't they can't see him. So he gets into the truck. And then it starts to flake off. And why did I say it was flaking off? Because Earl's too fucking hot for that. (laughs) That's right. Those Wrangler jeans. That butt from earlier. That was the first thing to start flaking off. It started showing heat through the butt. It showed his butt through it. Uh And he knows he's got to get out of there soon because they see him and they're shrieking. They're doing that thing that they do. So there's he gets like 20 of them at least right now. There's a whole bunch, yeah. They get uh, Earl gets the C4 detonator, uh, punches, I think it was 245. And it honestly looked like he tried to punch 245, which is a weird but <laughs> honestly pretty big number to punch in uh, on a detonator. Plenty of time to get out, plenty of time to run for safety. But they're trying to get him out so that he has to go through the ceiling because he's not going to get out through that back door now. Yeah. They get the fire hose down. And he Grady tries... breaks his hand trying to go oh, through the... Grady punches through... Wood slats. The wood slats. He's already, in my estimation, cut his hand up on a broken car window. <laughs> And now he's karate punching wood slats. And that's how he does it with the heel of his hand, like Chuck goddamn Norris. And, but the, the fire hose, it's too short, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, Earl grabs a light fixture and tries to Tarzan. I don't know where he was going. And he had to have seen the integrity of this light. It's a very old building. It's falling apart. And the light is a metal... What are they called? It's just conduit that's yeah. like loosely uh, attached to With the like frame tiny. of the building. <laughs> yeah, like cable staples. Yeah. It's not very. It's it's not going to hold your weight. And where's he going to go if he does swing through? <laughs> Is he just going to go through the wall like Georgia the Jungle? <laughs> oh, you're beautiful. <laughs> well, and he sure enough, the light fixture, you know. Slams him into the ground. Shriekers are coming at him. Uh, but they get the fire hose. He gets out. And then this this is my favorite scene. I set a bomb run. Yes. <laughs> and Only then, to the person that was closest to him, though. So they're running off of the roof. Yes. And Bert's at the ground knowing nothing of what's yeah. happening. Is like, what did you do? Where's the bomb? What did you do? Where's the bomb? Yeah. And Earl's like, I just set a bomb. Uh, and he's like, for how long? He's like, I don't know. I just push numbers. He says, well, that's two and a half tons of explosives. And he's like, please tell me that's enough. Dude, everybody knows that's enough. (laughs) That is 5,000 pounds of explosives, you know, in standard, not metric. (laughs) But it is... A lot of expl- it. It doesn't. If they were the low explosives that Grady was talking about in the beginning of the movie, that would still be a shitload of fireworks. Yes. And so they run and they get behind a building that's too close, and and Bert's like, "No, idiots, keep going!" And they find a nice ditch and they they 
kind of bed down and then uh the building is no more the yeah. ground is no more yeah the building and surround whatever surrounding structures that were there were gone that is one impressive explosion it was fantastic. I bet it was fun to, to do, like, while they were making the movie. I imagine it's just a dollhouse. Oh, okay. But maybe maybe it was a full-scale explosion. We'll have to look that up. My favorite part is when all the shit came down on top of them yeah. a minute and a half later. The two two shriekers that slowly come into frame, just poof. Yeah, and then just, just like, a little bit of detritus is just yeah. tossed at their heads. <laughs> yeah. It was great. They're like, oh, it's all over. And they're like, nope, nope, body parts. It must have shot really high into the air to have fall, to take that long to fall back to hit them on the top of the heads. And absolutely probably did. Um, <laughs> it was a big old explosion. It was a huge explosion. And then, uh, you know, there is a little bit more flirting. Um, it's more they just They said the like, same exact lines as I said earlier. Yeah. But backwards. Yeah, it's just, it's like she's saying, I remember what you said about uh, almost getting killed, and then you want a date, and he's like, "Oh yeah, date. I, I like you." And then, but we find out they killed twenty eight of the assholes. Um, yeah, which is uh, one point four million dollars, which Holy is holy crap, not enough to start a theme park. It's at least not. I mean, maybe start it, but not maintain it. It's a small theme park. That's a small theme. That's it's one like roller coaster. Zoo. Well, and then yeah. I, I heard Earl Tiny say, worms. well, we should also charge them for the little ones. So does that mean they didn't get, they're not going to, they didn't get paid for the Shriekers? You know, because well, that wasn't a part of the deal because they w- didn't even know they existed before, before all of this. Yeah. So the deal was for the, the worms. So they killed 28 worms? I'm just now sinking in. So, you know, I don't know. Yeah, and we they would kept ha- it vague. We should definitely look into that. Listeners, that's going to be your homework before the next episode. How about that? Uh, you want to give them the email address? Yes, it is podcasting2perfection at gmail.com. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And that was our movie. It was Tremors 2. Aftershock. Aftershock. <laughs> Which is a great title, honestly. Uh, and do, does anybody have anything else they want to say? No? Joe, thoughts, final thoughts on the movie? Uh, no, I'm excited to watch the first and then the rest. And I thank you guys so much for bringing me in on this adventure. This was honestly really, really fun. And it was a movie that I probably would have never seen by myself. So thank you so much for this. Well, thank you for doing it. Listeners, thank you so much for listening, doing what you do and supporting us. Uh, You know, we'll have your next episode out in a month or so. Uh, Just stay tuned on OLA Ministries. Uh, We love you. Good night.